Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Pete Donaldson, and Aaron Bain. This week, the PS5 could be slowing down, Helldivers 2 is heating up, and Embracer is being silly. But first, how are we doing, folks? Aiden, you're darkening our door once again. Hey, thanks for having me over. You're very welcome. Well. How, are, how are you two? Yeah, you know, you know, very busy. Can't say why, but very busy. Pete, mm. how are you? I, the car has landed now people that people that um listen to the extended stack universe will know mm. that our very own pete donaldson has been importing a car from japan for about seven years and it is now yeah. ready to rumble how has that been going yeah it's quite it's quite difficult to import a car when you ha- literally have no history or mm. knowledge on how to do the process and uh the people you kind of employ to to help you out on stuff are uh, uh, imbecilic in their <laughs> best. Um, it's it's been going well. Uh, it, uh, well, it's been going. It started in September. Mm. Um, I thought, you know what? I like a project. I like something on the horizon to look forward to. I like to, you know, spend lots of hours watching YouTube videos about something I'm, I'm just not across, and I like learning stuff. But um, the certain changes in my life meant that I have no time for this anymore, <laughs> and I would have happily seen that uh, that, that 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 boat that took my car from um, uh, Kanazawa to to to, to Southampton docks um, uh, hit by the Hooties, to be honest. I would have happily seen that <laughs> in the drink, smashed it in the Suez Canal, because as soon as it started its journey, my life got very busy, and I thought, I'm not going to have time to do this, am I? So it's now uh, moored, uh, very much like that uh, ship that uh, smashed up in the um, in the Suez Canal uh, at my father-in-law's um, house on his driveway, because <laughs> I don't even have a driveway, and I need to do things like change the oil, and so I need to put it on ramps or put it on a on a uh, on a, on a platform or something. Um, none of which I can do on someone else's driveway. I'm not leaving yeah. oil all over the place. Where, where, if you don't have access to a driveway or a garage, where do you change oil or do general kind of maintenance on your car? Do you just do it in the street? Because that seems weird. I, I mean, seemingly like it's. I mean, it's a. It's been. It's been great fun listening to this undertaking, but it did always mm. seem like the direction of travel was that this was going to end up as some kind of um, <laughs> uh, two piano situation. Long term yeah. uh, fans yeah. of podcasts will remember, but um, the thing is, is there anyone? Is there an enthusiast community in the UK that you can? bob this off to at great expense to yourself or is it just going to be a, a mouse no, around your n- neck not really because i think yeah it's a real albatross and I, I think um the people who know about the toyota century um really know about the toyota century i don't know anything about it so i'm very much um the power dynamic of that particular mm. sale would very much be weighted in the favor <laughs> of the other people so uh yeah but i am becoming incredibly uh, or fear with the uh, amayama.com and yoshiparts.com uh, Japanese um, suspension arm purveyors. Mm. Uh, it really, I, I, I know my way around a very specific part of, of an extension bush on a, on a bit of transmission, so on a bit of uh, extension. So, uh, yeah, in summary, don't know anything about cars, know a little bit more now, but I wish I'd done. Didn't, Could you not didn't have started play. with like a Fiesta or something? Yeah, well, I've gone 
I, I learned to drive two years ago, Aaron. So, oh, really? Okay. So, so, so you I really mean, just went but, like learn to yeah. drive. Let's start fixing them. Fiat five hundred straight to land yacht. Yeah. <laughs> it's no good. So yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Uh, my life is hell. Yeah, um, I mean, I get a bit nervous when I'm buying like a Pokemon card off Japanese eBay. The fact mm. that you've like. I just wouldn't believe that it was going to turn up and all the pictures you got from this car. Like, I know you're more au fait with Japan than the majority of the people in the UK, but still, that's a, yeah, that's a difficult I just, one. I, I think when you've got a kind of quite um, childish idea of the Japanese and you think they're, they're very trustworthy and honourable. <laughs> uh, not not, not been my experience in the whole car uh, importing situation, if I'm completely honest. Turns out used car dealers are very much the same a world over. Ah, well, um, other used car dealer countries are available. Um, Slight programming note, as you Tell me who it is. I'll I'll import a car from them. Uh, I've got a parking ticket sitting on my desk that I'll let you deal with if you you really want to sort it. Don't worry, it wasn't me. I'm not paying it. Fuck the government. Um, Point of order. It is Thursday. Today, Xbox will be publishing their suicide note, aka their business update, telling us that um, a few small games are coming to other platforms. Uh, we are going to do a special episode, myself and the man Chris Scullion, talking through all of the news that comes out of that. Personally, I don't expect it to be the Megaton uh, Master Chief with a PlayStation 2 over his shoulder that people are kind of theorizing about, but it will still be newsworthy. So look for that in your pod holes tomorrow. Are we ready for story number one? Go for it. Is yeah. the PlayStation 5 entering the latter half of its life cycle? Sony says it expects the PlayStation 5 hardware sales to, quote, gradually decline during its next fiscal year, which runs from April 2024 to March 2025. It also confirmed that it plans to release, quote, no major existing franchise titles during this 12-month period. Now, we'll pause there. Aaron, is this the end? Is Push Square wrapping up? The PlayStation 5 is over? <laughs> I I find this to be like... It's, everyone's going crazy. Like, what, what did we expect? See, if you look at the release dates of every other PlayStation, there's about six to seven years between it. We're on year four of the PS5. Is this a surprise? No, it's literally just... I, I don't understand. Like, everyone just saying, that's it, it's so over. I think... The problem with the PS5 the now is that it does kind of, because of the whole COVID thing and like delays and stuff, it does kind of feel like it's still starting up because it's only mm-hmm. just became available, you know, within the last like year. Ah, uh, you know, they're over dramatic about it, I think. Folk are over dramatic, and I agree. I was on um, Jeff Grubb's uh, Morning Bonanza on Giant Bomb yesterday, and I was talking about how if you look at this point in the PlayStation 4's life cycle, it was 2017. We were getting Persona 5, we were getting the first Horizon game, and not much else. Think about what came out after that on the PS4. It was a very top-heavy schedule for the PS4. Yes, so I think when when business people, uh, including the new Sony uh, boss who is a fellow slaphead like me, I appreciate him very greatly, comes out and says things like this, he's not speaking to... Uh, Johnny Metal Gear that's on Twitter trying to analyze all, all these things and this is often a roadblock we come up against when business people talk to consumers they don't really uh, get it uh, they continued here saying that in the company's financial results for the three months ending on December 31st 2023 Sony's gaming division reported another record quarter in terms of revenue with PS5 sales reaching 54. 7 million. Uh, it lowered its lofty hardware target from 25 to 21. But this isn't the end of the world. Uh, Pete, 
why do people get so scared when business people report business things like this? Um, because they're not used to talking to adults, I think, in many ways. <laughs> and they don't understand businessmen's um, kind of, uh, like, why they're doing stuff and why they're saying things. And they're, they're saying things to satisfy and explain things to shareholders and, and people and the, and the city. Um, and, and when um, us gamers here, we go, I don't want to see an industry spider man. No. <laughs> and it, but it is, like, I mean, the, the, this generation is um, quite unique in the, um, the life um, the life of a, a, a development of a game has become so unbelievably long for a triple yep. title. You get one a generation, maybe two if you're lucky. But I, I think in this case, you might be lucky to just get out of every kind of like major franchise, you'll get one game. One game per um, uh, per system, so it's it's it is unique because we feel like we haven't had enough titles. But the simple fact is, games just take too long to make, and and the the, the year of that kind of mid title, um, the age of that mid title is, is is clearly starting to uh, wane. I agree. I the the kind of the glory days, not glory days, but like that golden period from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, where PS four was just firing out ridiculous exclusives all the mm. time, and it kind of bled into the PS five for that first year. You had your your Demon Souls, your Ratchets, and stuff like that. You you got to your Spider Man's, as you say, Pete. It is not it, it's not physically possible uh, to to produce games of the current scale on those kind of timelines anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more it's much more likely that you get a, a Naughty Dog situation where the games Naughty Dog put on, out on the PS4 was Uncharted Four and uh, The Last of Us Part Two in terms of new games. That's that's two for a long ass generation. I think you get one Naughty Dog game this generation, potentially. New, oh, new Naughty Dog game. I just ripped my, my headphones straight out of my <laughs> so ears. excited. Because I was so <laughs> pumped up about this uh, proposed Naughty Dog game. Um, Naughty Jordan. Naughty Dog. But Aaron, do you agree? <laughs> do you think that this is a, a reality of the, the $300 million uh, game coming home to roost? We can't make them in three years anymore. This isn't the PlayStation 2. Yeah, I mean, you even saw it with uh, the development of God of War Ragnarok. They had initially spoken about it being a trilogy, but then we're like, that's going to be 10 years, you know, yep. five for each game. So let's make it a two-parter. Like, that is mm. is the reality of it. There's obviously the talk of, like, how sustainable it is. It's a difficult situation because I can't really see companies and, like, consumers wanting them to take a step back in a way, you know? like to make the games less sparkly and less features and smaller you know there's going to be a market for it but for those big games like people whatever naughty dog brings out next they're gonna expect it to be like on par with the last first part two at least or a little bit bigger so yeah yeah it is a difficult situation but it's just being realistic like you're saying you're not gonna get so many you know like someone was talking about the 360 generation you had the full gears trilogy like mm. that's not happening that's also, not happening look, look, look back at those games like look back at the scope of those games look back yeah. at what they're though that was back in the days where you would go to, you would go to game center in the paisley center god rest it and you would pay 40 pound <laughs> for like a seven eight hour experience trade it in go yeah that is just not the proposition these days um mm-hmm. you get people saying that spider-man 2 was too short like come on now like what are we <laughs> was, talking about I was, like i was uh, i was t- i was looking at um the length of um astro's playhouse this morning it was like one like somebody did a speed run or, or not even a speed run they just played through it mm. and it was um like one hour 45 and i went good that's yeah. how long things what should a be game. That's, yeah. how, well, that's how long things should be but maybe we should have a, be in a situation where we have not intergenerational um kind of redoing of older games just having this anything that's released in the first year of the ps5 gets a, 
a redux gets a re-release <laughs> with oh, yeah. better textures at the end because people learn more about the system, don't they? Because yeah. you remember, like when the PS3 and the cell architecture and stuff, people were learning how to do to do good things with it. And 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 I watch so many sort of retro YouTube videos where somebody's gone. You will not believe the polygons that the uh, Nintendo DS pulled pushed in this game at the end of the DS's life cycle. So we, you know, people do learn kind of shortcuts and better ways to do things. And you know, drivers get updated and the Sony architecture yeah. software-wise get get a bit better. So maybe we'll be seeing like games that got released in the first year of PS5 at the end, just before PS6 or whatever it's going to be, um, gets, a, gets a redo with, with slightly more polygons or the, something. The like. Last of Us Part 1 remastered, remastered yeah. remake, double edition, that's, that's really <laughs> yeah, what we need. And we'll exactly. go back to Sony boss Hiroki Totoki here. Regarding PS5 hardware, which will enter its fifth year since launch, fifth fiscal year, people relax. Um, partly, partially due to entering the latter half of the console cycle, we're aiming to optimize sales with a greater emphasis on balance with profits. So expect a gradual decline in unit sales for the next fiscal year onwards. Uh, and here is the money regarding first-party software. We aim to continue to focus on producing high-quality productions and producing live-service games. But while major projects are currently under development, we do not plan to release any new major existing franchise titles next fiscal year like god of war ragnarok and marvel spider-man 2 aiden when i heard this i thought well they're making ghost of tsushima 2 do they not count that or is that a 2025 game i don't think you're getting that this year at this point i'd mm. really expected it before but considering we're still not heard anything they're not like doing a game of that size and doing a kind of shadow drop where it's like it's coming out in three months that's just not yeah. happening i don't think not that's Sony's not how Sony rolls. Days. yeah um but like obviously to to look at that statement to say like existing franchises, we think we know that Concord's coming this year. They have said yep. that that's twenty twenty four and that's gonna be a, a, a like a Sony thing. And that doesn't yeah, like we're saying, that doesn't necessarily mean we're not getting new IP, does it? Like mm. it's 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 just the existing stuff, the big franchises that you assume associate with PlayStation. But I think that's still kind of exciting because is it not about time we started to lay the foundations for the next set of like playstation icons when you're on ps6 you're like man i can't wait for concord 2 or whatever i don't know exactly you know, this is this this is the the point in the generation where you launch a horizon and then aloy becomes a big deal yeah or the next time around it becomes something you merchandise but yeah it, it all depends what you take by them saying uh big kind of franchises obviously we're not getting the new spider-man we're not getting the new wolverine we're not getting a new naughty dog game or anything like that but something on that tier below it maybe like ben's uh, uh, sony ben's new game something mm -hmm. like that it's all couched in language that can be very easily hand waved away where they release something and shareholders go i thought you said this and it's like oh no we only we meant the 15 million games we yeah we meant spider-man and god of war but mm. look at the stuff that's coming out for the rest of the year um you've got your stellar blade you've got your rise of the ronin you've got final fantasy 7 rebirth which based on that demo people are going absolutely crazy for it's not like there is not stuff coming for the ps5 um pete do you think that do you think sony's kind of hurt them not hurt themselves but they've set such an expectation of always having these big games so as soon as they say maybe we don't have one we have a bit of a fallow year from our for our mm. own first party stuff do you think that hurts the image or do you think that there's just so much to play that people don't really care. But before the first um, Spider-Man of the new Spider-Man games, like, would you say that this wasn't a huge um, franchise for Sony? And same with God of War Ragnarok. Two games ago, would you have said that they were they were, they were as it, big as that? So yeah, I think they, like you say, they, they've 
they're spending a lot of money, so they expect a lot of money back. So maybe they're just talking about we're not going to be releasing massive games in the next fiscal year that cost this amount of money rather mm-hmm. than what they bring in. So, you know, the, the Ronan could could bring in a ridiculous amount of money. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I watched a gameplay trailer of it um, this morning and I was a bit like, that's a bit clunkos. <laughs> I don't know. These feels a bit clunkos. <laughs> It's something you get, you guys get. I, I, it's think, a bit clunkers. I think that game will be a big hit, mainly because mm. there is a there is a um, there is a days gone event horizon where a certain type of open world kind of seven out of ten game hits Just grabs you. with people so strongly. And this mm. game looks like a kind of Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed kind of uh, amalgamation mm. with um, the Koei Tecmo combat that people are really into. So I think this is a it's a sleeper i bet it gets like okay like 80s reviews i mm. think that'll that'll be a runner that'll run and run um is it because everyone remembers like is it tenchu from like playstation 2 time exactly like, it's, yeah it's, it's clambering on roofs. like that yeah um aiden what do you think uh ps5's kind of uh, line up this year from what we know because I, I don't think it's as doom and gloom as people seem to say no, well, when I was, um, I've actually been making like in the process of making another video of like the upcoming games and it's I don't think I think what you're missing is like the Spider-Man. That is just the main thing, and everyone clutches onto that. They're like, "Oh, th- there's not like that big IP." But when you look at all of the other games coming out, there's plenty of like really exciting games. You know, yeah. even just I mean, look at this month alone. You've had Hell Divers Two. You've had um, Pacific Drive comes out. You get Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Just last month we had Tekken Eight and Infinite Wealth, and you know we've already had like really good games on the PlayStation Five. Not necessarily exclusive, all of them, but no, there's like there's still games to play. I also feel like this generation to me like stands out as a generation that's focused more on the hardware than the games themselves. Because yeah. obviously we've had the PSVR two. Say what you will about that. You've had the PS Portal, the the, the PSP headset. baby. Come on, best handheld twenty twenty four. Mate, I've got it sitting right here. I was I was charging because I was playing it last night. Look, I I. <laughs> I cannot be bothered uh, taking that 40 stone PlayStation 5 to Laura's house every other day. So I, I use that PS portal and it works like a dream. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do think that's kind of been the focus this generation. And in like, I don't know, people complain about like, what's the point in getting a PS5 now? Because this is it. It's the, like, I still feel like this is a pretty new feeling console, you know, in terms of, um, mm. you know, when you look at the PS4, there were things about the PS4 that were already probably annoying us at this point. Like, the sound of the fans like it's crazy that was yeah. really annoying it started with those kind of bigger games it, it it the um we were already looking for a pro because it was so underpowered yeah, from yeah launch, exactly like. exactly um whereas the five to me feels like a every time i go onto it and i see the dashboard and it's all sparkly in 4k i'm like yeah that's that's gaming right there you know mm. and um the whole pc debate oh, i hate it i hate you it, hate, like, it? Lo- you hate the personal computer I hate I hate the thing that like the thing I've seen a lot of now is like why would you even buy a PlayStation because this is it that it's going to be done in the next handful of years why would you do that when you can buy a PC <sighs> mate you're spending like the cost of a PS5 every other year anyway because like you're trying to upgrade your game and just because the PS5 the PS6 comes out in 2026 or 7 doesn't mean that this is dead you know play, people still play PS4 now and the games still come out for it. This is only really the first year, some of last, where we've left PS4 behind. But that's still another. That's another three years on top of the PlayStation Five. So I just I don't really get that sentiment. 
be honest. Mm. Yeah. Um I think we we still have yet to see the the best things come from the PS5. I think yeah. people should stop worrying so much about what um what is said in these uh financial yeah. uh because I mean the thing is Sony has a fiduciary duty to say these things, but they they don't actually impact Johnny Game Buyer all that much like no. um, and just briefly on the PC thing, I imagine we see a lot more PC and PlayStation day and date stuff, but I think yeah. your, your marquee franchises, your Last of Us 3s, is a six-month window rather than a two-year window because they mm-hmm. still want to say, this thing, when the, when the adverts come on in the Champions League, they want to say the only place you can play this is the PlayStation, and then in tiny, tiny letters, they say, um, six months you can play it on the PC, but yeah. right now, mm. I also don't think, like, if you look at the PS4 generation, when The Last of Us Part 2 came out, I don't think anyone, when they bought a PS4 in 2013 would have thought a game like that would have been possible on the Oh yeah, on the definitely hardware. not. The Last of Us Part yeah. 2 on PS4 looks better than some PS5 games. Like, yeah. people need to chill out. Um, story number two. <laughs> Quote, it was a truly awful idea to spend $125 million on Immortals of Avium, <laughs> a former developer has said um a mortal's of deluxe version in it (laughs) (laughs) season pass out your ass figurines (laughs) yeah immortals of avium was released on ps5 xbox series xpc last august uh where it received a meta score of 70 Uh, i liked it slightly more than most did but that seems about right however the following month developer ascendant studios laid off nearly half of its staff with the ceo later saying it was down to poor sales during a crowded release window if you remember this came out near your Baldur's gates near your spider-mans mm-hmm. it was a, a disastrous uh, place to, to to release it now in a new report on ign an anonymous former employee of ascendant studios said the game cost around 125 million in total and that making a single player game with that budget was asking for failure quote at a high level immortals was massively overscoped for a studio's debut project the development cost was around 85 million and i think ea kicked in 40 million for marketing and distribution uh, editorial note uh, that money was wasted because no one knew what Mars of avian was no one knew it was coming <laughs> out no one knew anything um back to the quote sure there was some serious talent on a development team but trying to make a triple a single player shooter in today's market was a truly awful idea especially since it was a new ip that was also trying to leverage unreal engine 5 what ended up launching was a bloated repetitive campaign that was far too long a mega expensive single player game with a new ip is that dead in the water in 2024 or is this more a reflection of the game itself um i think definitely the latter and just magic man yeah magicians are liars like there's no (laughs) when people are just just splashing around sort of blue and red lights in the in the in, in the sky i'm just like there's something not I enjoyed Hexen back in the day, and I enjoyed mm. Heretic back in the day. Hell they were yeah. good shooters, but I, there's something not very visceral about a magic trick, like some magic hitting you. I don't yeah. know what it is. They tried their best, but I played it, and I was just like, I, it, I'm just bouncing off this. And I thought that the characters were in the in the in the hall, relatively charmless. I, I just I, I just really bounced off it. It just seemed to be. Um, you know, it, it was almost like asset flips from the magician page on Unreal Five. It was just like it, it just, it just, it just didn't have any. It just didn't have what it needed for me. I don't know why. I'm not a games developer, but yeah, I played that title and I really did bounce off it. I, I actually can't even remember if I played that or not. 
I'm not. Mm. I'm like trying to get in my head. Whether forty it was, but... million pounds of marketing. Part <laughs> <laughs> the... of that forty million pounds uh, flew me to San Francisco and got me the worst food poison in my life. So money went Come well on. spent. If you ask me, um... the... brown lights in the sky. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Pete's right though. It's just. It just didn't. I don't think the idea of making a high budget new IP is like the thing that was wrong with it. It just didn't look mm. that great. I think for me, like those kind of games, you need to have like the kind of interest in world for one and it was just like magicians fighting things like that was oh, so all that, that, that in the title trailers. man what the immortal. fuck is an immortal <laughs> of avium like it's, yeah it's complete yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the baddies was called sandrak yeah and um it, it had two k's in it and just just we don't need it we don't need it we've moved on we've moved on past um characters with double letters that don't need to be there yeah, it was um so uh Brett Robbins from Ascendant went on uh, Patrick Klepik's podcast uh, to talk about this and it's a really great conversation because it's honesty that you don't get from people in his position just being like from the start we started calling it like Magic Call of Duty that was a mistake because it didn't really impart what we were trying to go for for the game like it's a mm. it's a really great postmortem I would recommend people um I'd recommend people uh, check that out. Uh, there's a quote from another Ascendant developer here saying Quote, it's not a sequel or a remake, it doesn't take 400 hours to beat, it has zero microtransactions, no pointless open world grinding. Although not everyone loved it, it reviewed pretty well, currently sitting on a 74 on OpenCritic and mostly positive on Steam. No one bought it. Um, mm. I think this is a weird situation because as people pointed out in response to this story, single player games were banging last year, like plenty mm. of them did really well, like you got your success stories like Baldur's Gate 3, Je- the new Jedi game did brilliantly, and yes, those are like associated with IP, although I would argue that Baldur's Gate 3, man on the street has no idea what a Baldur's no. Gate is or anything like that, so that doesn't actually get the rub from an IP that... Um, Even Alan Wake 2? Yeah, Alan Wake 2 perhaps didn't s- uh, sell brilliantly, but it, it like it was it was the game of the year, yeah, so I, I mean... I do think that like with these... There is an element of like how busy it was and how many good games were coming out because like you know I have a lot of friends that would be looking to buy games and I go like that's the one I'm going to buy. Then I'm not. Whereas like I've always before I even got into this was kind of like I kind of wanted to scoop up everything, but most people probably would go no I'll miss that because this is coming out two weeks later. And I think when you have games like Baldur's Gate three, that was the case. And I don't I actually don't like that comment though, just to be like oh it's not a sequel, it's not a remake, blah blah blah. It's kind of like shoving the blame to other aspects of of why it mm. didn't sell, rather than just maybe looking at the game itself. Um, like I know this is kind of what you were just saying with the whole magic thing, but like I see that, you know, bang, 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 like coming out of the finger. Mate, I just want a big gun when I'm playing first person shooters. I know that maybe that makes me seem like a simple guy, but you know, there's nothing quite as satisfying. We're such bros, as, but, aren't we? You know, we're such militaristic bros on the <laughs> We love it. Yeah, it doesn't have the same yeah. appeal. It was actually the exact reason why I just never bothered with them. Um, what was the other one? Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, Ghostwire Tokyo was like Doctor Strange. Yeah, I just, I just saw that yeah. and I was like, mate, give him a gun. Maybe then I'll play but, it. But again, but at least Ghostwire Tokyo, and you know, I have a distinct love for that part of like Shibuya that the start was based in. I just wanted to wander around that really, mm. but it just kept on pulling me into cutscenes. I didn't know. <laughs> I want to go down there. I want to mm. go and see if Tokyo Hands is there. I don't know. You know, I want you to just give me a walking simulator around Shibuya. But yeah, you're right. It's it's there's just something missing and i think in the age of quite greasy looking ai art that everyone seems to be bloody making mm. it felt like greasy ai art it just seemed like a, an amalgamation of everything but nothing really sort of standing out yeah you looked like you would look at a character and it would have seven fingers um but yes <laughs> yeah. um, 
Immortals of Avium, We Hardly Knew Ye. Story number three, before the break, Silent Hill 2's latest trailer, quote, does not reflect the spirit of the game, Bloober Team President <laughs> says. The president of Bloober Team has said Konami's <laughs> latest trailer for Silent Hill 2 is not an accurate representation of the game his studio is working on. Uh, during the state of play, a combat trailer was revealed, and the reception was, this story says mixed, I think that's charitable, um, at the time of writing, the PlayStation's YouTube channel version, which has around a million views, has 54% likes, with around uh, 29,500 of the 46,000 users deciding to leave feed- feedback, opting to give it a thumbs down. In an interview with Polish investor news channel, in inwestories.tv, uh, I think that's Polish for investor, to quote Jeff Grubb, hmm. um, the video for which has been taken offline but was spotted and transcribed by Eurogamer Poland. Bloober Team President uh, Pietro uh, Babino was asked about the reaction to the trailer. He said, I wrote those negative comments myself. <laughs> Saying, In all seriousness, we are not responsible for the marketing side. That is entirely the responsibility of our partner, which is Konami. Certainly, the trailer does not reflect the spirit of the game. It's not the spirit of either what it used to be or what we are creating now. We are trying to fully recreate this romantic version about the game, which debuted 22 years ago. We think that players, uh, when players see the real gameplay, the real game, they will judge it in a completely different way. Um, Pete, how frustrating must it be for Bloober Team to watch their marketing partner in Konami shit all over the this game that they're working so hard on? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day... You've got to wake up in the morning, wash your face, look into a mirror and say, I am the president of the Bloober team. Now, <laughs> I know they're an established horror developer, but um, there's nothing funnier than... It, it sounds like um, an aggressive rapper talking about how sexually confident he is. I'm the CEO <laughs> of Bloober team. What? Um, but he... So, so yeah, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you gave them the gameplay, presumably. Somebody... FTP'd them an MP4 file and they've put it out. So yeah. I mean, at some point in development, that is what um, that is what we were looking at. And uh, I mean, it does look a little bit like um, it does look a bit iPhone gamey, doesn't it? Maybe that's kind of the direction they're kind of moving. Yeah, it's like Silent Hill was never like this Resident Evil mm. Two style combat game. Mm. Like it was such a weird way to present that. Um, Aaron, this is the second time Bloober Team have said uh, Konami is like messing up when it comes to the marketing side. Um, what do you think the relationship is like there? And do you like me believe that this will be the last time they work together? Yeah, I've, I've not. So as like I've not played the original Silent Hill Two. <clears throat> so this is you were probably those... about two when it came out. <laughs> so that this is one of those ones where like I I have been I heard about it. You know, obviously we've had the Resident Evil remakes, and that's been ones that I hadn't played, and I've really enjoyed now having the new version of that to try out. And when I yeah. heard that Silent Hill Two was getting somewhat similar treatment, I was like, yeah, this is going to be good. Everything I've seen so far has made me want to completely skip this game. I don't think anything about it looks any good, to be honest. And that last trailer in particular, they're like, oh, the focus was the combat. But the combat also just looked kind of rubbish, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, when I think of survival horrors, I know this is kind of what they're saying. Like, that's not the focus. But, like, that's not what I like about those games. I don't want to shoot something in the head 20 times, you know, where I barely get any bullets. I want to be, like, you know, sneaking around these atmospheric hallways and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's what I like about those games. So yeah, there has been a clear like misjudgment when it comes to the marketing with this, and mm. I'm just I'm just not entirely confident that this is going to be. I think so many people are just thinking the original was a classic. This is a remake. It's also going to be you know very good, but I'm not really getting the vibe from that so far. Um, and maybe that's just the marketing, but who knows? 
I don't know. Um, what is the worst experience you've had with an advertorial partner, Pete, that you can talk about? Oh, 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 oh. Um, there's a couple of quite tense Google Stadia moments back in the day. <laughs> I'm really honest. <laughs> uh, very t- I mean, I mean, most kind of like advertorial kind of relationships I've ever jobs I've worked on have been have mainly involved um, influencers, TikTok stars. Mm. Uh, they turn up, they don't really know what they're selling. They can't do anything to camera properly unless they're in the bedroom and the, you know they're freestyling. Um, they can't deliver a message, and uh, I've got to basically do all the heavy lifting and i can't do that anywhere but i'm not paid the big bucks unbelievable but yeah yeah anything like that really um i don't know i think i think your advertiser voice is is very good the amount of podcasts i listen to that you're advertising stuff and it takes me a few seconds to remember that it's you saying this stuff it's like a brand, oh, yeah, and a, I mean, a brand and is the, going to put their message in the voice of this man come on now exactly yeah i mean and and uh, athletic greens anything podcasty um anything mattressy yeah. anything um food like food boxes um snack boxes things like that yeah. I'm, I'm your man <laughs> my, my favorite um my favorite genre of podcast ad is the ones that run too early so just before christmas i was getting served a lot of podcast ads being like it's january now we've all had such a big christmas wasn't it great it's like <laughs> mate it's like the 15th nope. of december there could be a nuclear attack or like when i'm when i, when I messaged you and said that i was getting ads in like swedish on one of our podcasts oh wow, great at that, at that point honestly like as if we're not advertised because sometimes because you opt into stuff and you opt out of stuff um when you when you you run a podcast company you say we will it you know we probably won't be be advertising raytheon and um you know literal tools of war um betting partners we have partnerships with um and a a few other things so it's actually quite difficult to sort of say right um we'll do this and do that but sometimes you will get um adverts from um petrol companies Mm. who are um they're not selling themselves as petrol companies they are selling themselves as um sort of green initiative Oh, thought leaders, so to speak. So the adverts <laughs> are all about how to save the planet rather than you're a bit of petrol. Uh, so it's kind of like we opt in and opt out of stuff, but like sometimes they can be quite cute about their classification. So occasionally, um, the, you know, a very, um, you know, we'll, on the football ramble, there'll be an advert that runs that's literally for like the Saudi piff posse. And you're like, well, <laughs> we clearly don't want to be advertising that because we've complained about them so many times. So it's, it, but then you've got to also balance out um, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, bearing in mind that, you know, we, we employ above a, 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 above a, um, a media job rate um, quite a lot of um, people in our office now. So, so there is a certain amount of, you know, I, I have my own political feelings. My business partners have their own political feelings and we, we want to do the best for what's the business. But at the end of the day, we do have to um, keep, the, keep the lights on. We do have to mm. keep people employed and, and we do pay decent wages. So, um, yeah. It's, there it's, was, it's, there it's, were it's, no it's cans of Monster in the fridge when I was at Stack last week. That's my only note. No, there. we've got that um, weird kind of water. There was, somebody sent us a, a big uh, crate of Prime um, just because, just because I said I wanted to make it uncool because I'm 42 and I want to, I want to drink prime publicly and so that no teenager in my Venice vicinity will ever flirt with it again. I mean, I will say, John, for for the record, you are drinking a big bottle of orange drink, um, but because of the slightly um, poor internet I've got, it just looks like you're drinking piss you found in the street. <laughs> it does look like a trucker's thrown that out of a window. <laughs> look, this was a this was a situation where I, I first tasted this at an airport. Um, past that is. No, this this Rubicon, <laughs> and it was like the most refreshing thing I'd ever had in my life. And yesterday yeah. I was quite unwell, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a big two liter of it. Um, but yes, when I was in Stack, and um, 
I was presented by uh, w- by a producer with a white can that was monster mm. shaped. My eyes lit up, and then when I saw it yeah. was water, I was heartbroken. Um, <laughs> did you did you, did you try and pour some on your tongue, and it just evaporated before yeah. it reached there? Yeah, because <laughs> your tongue disgusting. was too, like holy water. Used to it. I know. Yes. Absolutely repulsive. Speaking of our <laughs> advertising partners, we will be back in a minute after this message from the Conservative Party. See you in a minute. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we are back. Um, lots of good feedback to last week's episode with Ben. A lot of people saying he's a very... Uh, famous voice actor and a very busy man why did he waste his time sitting with you losers but so rude ben star would do anything for me i, I say the fa- word he's f- unbelievably handsome and he speaks handsomely as well the voice is a <laughs> joke man listen Just... to the the, the the three of us like andy <sighs> with his cockney accent chris like whispering into the mic <laughs> and me talking scottish and he comes out here and he's like i'm ben star and it's like oh come on man Just give us one day in your shoes ben just what? give us one day. How do you just, think I'm I feeling? Just the, live, I just want to live. I just want to live my life. <laughs> yeah. He's a good boy. God, God bless Ben. He good will lad. return. Ben Starr will return as the big um, advertiser uh, board at the end of the podcast said. <laughs> Let's get into the next story. Arrowhead is staffing up after Hell Divers two success to quote beef up its content plans. Studio CEO and game director Johan uh, Pellets. Pilleted? I I can't. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce your name. Pilleted. It's weird. Pilleted. You show me a footballer's name, I seemingly have no problem working mm. that out. But on on the fly here, I don't. I don't want to. We, we sometimes have to write the um, certainly like the Eastern European names for Marcus from the Football Rumble, but it just confuses him more. <laughs> it just makes it worse. There was the the wonderful moment uh, on commentary. I can't remember who it was a few years back, where a commentator commentator was like, "I can't say the left back's name, so I'm just going to call him left back." That's the level of um, discussion we get into here. Um, he has said that the company wants to recruit more developers to quote beef up its content plans for the Sony published shooter, which is now available on PS5 and PC. The game has attracted over two hundred thousand concurrent players on Steam alone, making it Sony's biggest PC launch to date. Aiden, you've been playing that Helldivers too. What a game! What a game! Yeah, I, re- I mm. reviewed it. I loved this game. Like properly, yeah. is pr- is probably the most fun I've had with friends in like a co-op shooter for years like genuinely since we played that dumb vr game what one was that the one where you had guns and you were like throwing them to each other and stuff like that oh the 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 zombie the was that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that that was funny because you were just like chipping all the zombies around you (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't wasn't working i was just punching them i was like i can't can't reload my gun it's not working (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that, this <laughs> is a lot of fun. I mean, the thing that I find really entertaining about this game is how it seems to kind of find that balance between making you feel like the coolest guy ever, you know, like the the, the atmosphere on especially the thing that people are calling Robot Vietnam, the whole like automaton fights, <laughs> those are crazy and it just looks so cool and it's so cinematic and the score is incredible, but it's also how stupid it makes you feel which is like really funny like getting killed by your own sentry guns or accidentally throwing things down and blowing yourself up all of that and it it does both of those things really really well which just which just make for like such a fun time and i feel like a lot of co-op shooters opt for one or the other you know like destiny is a fun like like a cool game to play and then you get things like overcooked which are like the whole point is to fall out with your mates. And this brings both of those together in a really, really cool way. I have been loving this game. Mm. Yeah. It's, very- it's like, um, it's it's basically Starship Troopers, isn't it, John? Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I've, I've not played it yet, but it, it seems to be very much up that kind of strata. That is mm. the vibe. Like, you, you, you're you playing on Super Earth. The entire opening video package mm. is so funny. It's like um, this idyllic kind of futuristic. It's like 50s Americana, but in the future. And this guy's coming home to his wife. And uh, this was the, the trailer, actually. And then this, mm. his wife and his kid come out to wave hello. And then this massive bug just kills both of them. And it's like, you should enlist because <laughs> this will happen to your children. Um, and the, the way the mission structure set up, you're like doing these missions on individual planets and it, it gives you a percentage of how liberated the planet has been and that's collated from like all the players mm. um but if you go over to earth it's like one hundred thousand percent liberated it's like it's just such a funny game like um i'm really enjoying it i've not had as much time to play it as i want because there's other stuff going on but uh, it seems great the, the whole like liberation system is such a cool feature because it does make it feel like more of a community effort you know i've been seeing a lot of things it's coming up on tiktok all the time and twitter and stuff and it's like the the hell divers community just liberated heath which was like two days after it happened which unlocks new planets for them to play as well but then something i didn't realize is it can actually push you back as well so mm. like yeah, you right. might be at sixty percent, but then the terminates are back down. You're back down to twenty percent or whatever. So it's 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 such a cool. It's like a really. It's you know how you get like Saturday morning cartoons. It's kind of like that for games for me, where it's just like you can play this for forty minutes and it's so fun, but you can play it for six hours and it's also so fun. But it, it just like it's such a fun time, and it doesn't like it does require you to think, but it doesn't. I don't know if any of that's yeah. really making sense, but like it does all of those things so well, and it's just I just have such a laugh with it. I'm uh, scared I- that. Um- um, because all of these players are kind of working towards a common sort of good and the, the liberation, I'm scared that Peter Molyneux will be involved at oh, the yeah. end of it. And he's going to put you in his game, except you won't. He, he's at the head of the Terminants. He's the he's like, he's like the mother brain. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great game. I can just imagine Pete playing this and like dropping his like Helldiver pod on everyone in his team, like just trying to help. But it's like, oh God, we've killed but, them all. Oopsie. And, Pete secedes <laughs> to the to the alien front. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be the DLC. It's a uh, it's a good ass game. Go and play it. It's like thirty five mm. quid or thirty quid 35. or something like that. And I know mm-hmm. people where you could get it on PC it's for like twenty five or something at certain websites. But yes, it's a it's a cool game. Hopefully, more chat about that next week um, and some other things next week too. Um, no prizes for guessing what that might be. Um, let's do let's do this very quickly because it's so so stupid deus ex owners to adam jensen actor stop talking about the character actor elias <laughs> Pofectus, who so was rude. also um who has been in a lot of stuff um he has been in starfield as sam cole he was in star trek 
Discovery, but in an interview with PC Games N, comments seem to indicate that his relationship with Iris Montreal isn't as great as fans might assume. <laughs> Quote, even when Idos Montreal went out, went off and did Guardians of the Galaxy and shelved the DXX sequel, I had to hear about it secondhand. They didn't even throw an audition my way, they didn't tell me shit, everything I've heard from friends is off the record, and that ain't much. <laughs> I remember I heard from Idos in 2020 when they called me to ask me to stop talking about Adam Jensen in interviews and podcasts because they wanted people to focus on other things from the studio, which really shows how popular <laughs> Jensen is or was anyway. Um, Pete, two questions. First of all, uh, is Idos being silly? Second of all, do they have a point in the sense that... that, that I don't want to sound uncharitable. You're not the character, you're the VO. Yes, exactly. You're not the character, you're the actor playing the VO. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, to an extent, but if you're unwilling to make DSX games, <laughs> then, you know, you you can't um, you, you can't legislate for... I mean, it's effectively sort of like Nintendo getting upset with, like, fan games, isn't it, really? Like, yeah. It's basically making his own law, in, in law in which Adam Jensen is um, upset with... Uh, with a games company for not releasing that's a, that's a, gr- that's a great premise for the next DSX game if the, the, the actor who yeah. played Adam Jensen goes and infiltrates Square Enix <laughs> um, or Idos Montreal who has it now yeah um, I think well I mean it's, it's kind of like it. I mean I love I love Adam Jensen uh, Jensen I love uh, DSX and I even like just the the theme tune from the first game just really it's I think it's, I think it's an A minor and E minor and that's all it's got really yeah. and it absolutely bangs i love it and i love i've always loved those titles and they mean a heck of a lot to me and I'm, i was a bit gutted that uh that, that it sounds like the last um kind of attempt at making one will, will, will fall very short of actually getting released so it, yeah it's 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 sad but but i understand why a video game company would sort of go because even like charles martin here you would occasionally go I, I would occasionally think he's just going off on he shouldn't be doing so many appearances just doing the voice don't let him answer like, that's questions that's not part of his contract no exactly yeah he's weighing in on conflicts around the world oh, god yeah um, but yeah so it's kind of it's, it, it is in, it is, it's an interesting job because they expect they want you they, they, they love people like even Star like you know p- people who um, love the games inhabit a role and are willing to sort of guest on every two-bit podcast yeah. afters to talk about you know they love they love it when it serves them but when um they've got nothing to talk about in in that universe uh it it, it just um you know it makes their job a little bit harder and and people get a bit upset so yeah it, i can understand why they're doing it but you know just don't give them put it in the bloody contract put it in the contract or don't do it at all yeah i tend to agree Okay, we asked the VGC Nation what PlayStation franchise that hasn't had any games in a decade deserves to come back. I posited the MotorStorm franchise. Um, you two might not remember that for the MotorStorm sequel, um, they were getting ready to, I believe they're getting ready to release it, and there was either uh, a natural disaster, and this, this second game was all about how natural disasters changed the the kind of uh, the environment that you're racing in and then um i believe the second time that it got released uh, was when the playstation network was down for about five months so no one could play it online so um i mean they could have predicted the first one but probably not the second one (laughs) yes um (laughs) it was a bit of a weird one we got the um we got arctic edge Uh, the second one was specific rift that was the one that had the the trouble with um, mm. the re- the release, but the um, the third one, Arctic Edge, no one remembers. Then we got a PlayStation Vita one, Motorstorm uh, RC, 
it 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 was sad stuff. The mm. the the VGC maniacs gave us some real answers here. We got from the Discord, which you can come and check out. Always good time in the Discord. Uh, Andrew Marmel says Rezo Gun, uh, House Marks mm. kind of seminal PS4 game. Aaron, you're yep. a Rezo Gun man. I have a, over a hundred hours in that game. Hell yeah! I, now we're t- I, finally a respect for you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> My first ever platinum actually was that game. Mm, nice, um, nice. I, I I love Rezo Gun. I, I I would want them to just make un- just don't change it. Don't like just add some new maps or whatever, some new ships, but keep it the same. Keep it simple. Yeah. That's what made that game so good. Make it super sparkly in 4K. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. When when so. uh, when the PlayStation Four was released and Rezo Gun was one of the first games to use the mic and the controller. So when you picked people up the the game would talk to you through the controller and um, pete mm. can you give us the voice yeah. of a little green man being rescued by a ship um from a big apocalyptic uh space battle oh i'm so thankful for you picking me up <laughs> i was in the middle of a terrible battle and um thank you very much can i which seat do i sit in it's, it's, it's on the floor okay there you go um, those uh, uh, that was the BAFTA, that was... the BAFTA for little green man yeah. Peter Thompson. Thank you. We had Ben Starr last Thank week. You. We've got Pete this week. Yeah. Just wait till you see who we've got next week. Um, <laughs> next... I'm the I'm the voice of Zach McCracken's uh, assistant in Zach McCracken Beyond Space and Time German fan game. I'll have you know. <laughs> well, and that... I will not be silenced by Zach McCracken the Alien Mindbenders Beyond Space and Time Two. German there's so many things game. I've never heard of before. Just like, I'm, there's so much information being thrown at me right now. <laughs> Zach McCracken was a very unlovable uh, LucasArts game in between Maniac Mansion and Monkey Island, I believe. And uh, no one liked it. It was a bit mad. Uh, but I did. I did. Uh, and so do most of uh, Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, as I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the world at large has been trying to silence Pete Donaldson for some time yeah. and we have not been able to do it. So I think we should no. just give up on this endeavor. <laughs> Um, <laughs> also on the Discord, um, Shodan says Bioshock. There is a new Bioshock coming. That Bioshock has been yeah. in development at 2K for a million years. Like, I asked someone at 2K about it in 2021, and they're like, Yeah, I assume we're going to see something of it soon. Um, so yeah, I, I think a new Bioshock is uh, slightly soon. A curious answer for the question um, Mario Kart. <laughs> Uh, not, right, okay. not, <laughs> not, not a PlayStation franchise and also there was a new one like two years ago um, <laughs> uh, just, okay, okay Mario Kart yeah. uh, and Jamie H1224 says a new Gravity Rush they're making that film Aaron do we bring back Gravity Rush even though there's no Japanese studios left at Sony I'm uh, going to surprise you here or maybe not at all. I've not played that. You've not played no games. How did you get that job on Push Square? You're actually stealing a wage. It was. It, <laughs> we were having this discussion the other day when I revealed that I like up until Final Fantasy 16, I had not touched the Final Fantasy game. I was like, I, I'm like right. the you know talk about your your PS4 generation stuff, your Last of Us or whatever. Oh man, I'm your guy. But then you go a little further back, and I'm just like, yeah. No, those are the, the classics, man. I've heard of them, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to educate myself in some of the old ones slowly and surely, mm. making sure that I'm qualified for the job that I'm in. You know, we'll get there one day. But um, <laughs> no, the 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 game, the the one that I, it's not like a PlayStation exclusive franchise, but the series that always always comes to my head. I would just love to see so much, especially like new gen, would be Split Second. That racing oh, game. Yeah was mm, so was good like that was like a classic me and my brother used to play it all the time and it was so just 
stupid and cinematic. And they, the, I always remember playing that one over and over again with the plane. And it used to just like yep. <laughs> fly over you, and the, the the vibrations of the screen and stuff were so good, yeah. and you could explode petrol stations and everything. I want a I want a big stupid awesome. arcade racer like that. You know, I don't want to well, be yeah. tuning up my car with like tiny little bits. No, no, no. Well, just let your me hit friends the nose. I, get, I get enough of that in the real life, to be honest. Aaron. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I- <laughs> but you got to import all these suspension arms from Japan. Oh god. <laughs> your friends and mine at the Walt Disney Company own Split Seconds. So Bob Iger's comments last uh. week being like, For "These video games, the kids are into it. We might end up um, seeing Who a knows? return." You can. Thankfully, it's one of the few games in that Disney amalgam that you can still buy. You can get it on Steam now for like 16 quid. Um, it's not supported yeah. by the Steam Deck, so it should go in rotten hell. Um, let's fire through some answers here. Uh, Lewis from Ico Partners says Twisted Metal. You'll get a new Twisted Metal. It might even be this oh, year. Um, uh, Jess Thomas says Lair. Lair was a game where you controlled a dragon using the PS3's um, six-axis motion control. It was right, not getting another one of those. Not getting horrid experience. Um, <laughs> Greg Miller, friend of the show, gave it a four point nine on IGN. Um, the studio that developed it was called Factor Five, so that immediately rechristened them Factor Four Point Nine. Um, they they shuttered <laughs> quite soon after that. Um, let's see who else. Eric Switzer from the Gamer says it's been ten years on the dot since Infamous Second Son. I am shocked we've not seen Good a game. new Infamous game since Good then. Game. That is. I know. Was that a seller? Was that a system seller? Was that a, was that a big game? It was popular. Like it was, Infamous mm. was one of your like PlayStation launch PS4. Like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like one of your PlayStation kind of stalwarts it, alongside like mm. Joel and Ellie and that. Aloy and stuff like that. Like that mm. seemed like it was going to go forward, but I think because mm. Ghost of Tsushima was such a big hit, it, it kind of pushed back the right. the Infamous possibilities. Uh, sadly um uh, noble says tokyo jungle you play tokyo jungle pete that seems right up your uh, yeah no i mean it sounds like something two things i absolutely adore you, you, you play it you play as animals running around uh a post-apocalyptic oh, tokyo nice. it's all grass and shit um okie dokie i like that yeah he like says uh uh dark cloud legend of dragoon and finally tokyo jungle but this time i ask sony with a gun in my hand which convincing <laughs> um this was the best suggestion, in my opinion. Rich8606 says Arrowhead, who make um, Helldivers, Helldivers, need to take charge of the Killzone franchise and make a new game set mm. in Killzone with the kind of uh, Helldivers stuff. Honestly, I could see them putting like Hellgast stuff in yeah. Helldivers with no problem. Like The costumes kind of look like that already. Um, but yeah, yeah, they I said think they were going to add like new enemy types and stuff as well, did they not? Yeah. The weird- I mean, like, that would be such a cool expansion for the game. Yeah. Um, Fuck, Killzone let, let was going to do be it. The, no one, one no one's doing Killzone, man. Yeah, no one's fucking touching it. It's just sitting on a shelf somewhere. Uh, yeah, talk, talk about a $125 million FPS IP. You know, go for that one. Yeah. None of the, War, the, that's big guns. There's no ma- magic pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of guns, uh, a lot of calls, including Lexi and Backlog Gamer, for Mag to return mag was the massive action game um it was uh, a 256 player multiplayer game on the playstation 3 and oh uh, brother did it run poorly <laughs> oh was it ahead of its time oh did it, it not a, work took a few less took a few less yeah <laughs> um it was 256 players but they were all broken up into squads so i theorized that you were never actually anywhere near the full amount of players near at anyone, any one yeah, time yeah. um 
But do you, do you remember the, that the... game? That this is probably about ten years ago. There was a game that was like a tie-in to a show, and it was like an online shooter, third person, I'm sure. And it was supposed to be that the world in the game would like evolve as like events oh, in the show were happening. Yeah. What was that again? What, what was that called? Um. Oh my god! It was like in, it insurg- insurgent or something. It didn't like last. That? It didn't last. Um. P. Uh, this is how I'm going to. PS3 shooter was, was th- that reflected on tv show um it's, it's, it's the sort of sense you put in a chat gpt rather than google <laughs> it's too, way too defiance <laughs> defiance it was called uh it was, uh, what was the tv show called was that called defiance as well yeah i would think it, so i'm, yeah, now, would, I'm now, would, on the, now on the playstation blog from about a million years ago um mmo shooter defiance coming to playstation 3 that is it, yeah. right? <laughs> the, the 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 wars on the on the game would be reflected on the tv show on the sci-fi channel that that was like that was a halcyon moment when when people were just like yeah. we'll, we'll make it a game and we'll make it an app and it'll be a tv show and it'll tie yeah. into your twitter like oh all... magazine yeah. i don't even think i played the game i remember just hearing about it and like that's kind of cool but the show looked like you know you're kind of typical Very cheap generic. sci-fi rubbish but um, <laughs> oh, it looks absolute mince um we should all get into it is it still kicking up i bet yeah, it's gonna be a mccready on the score yeah there you go um, guaranteed bangers guaranteed bangers um a few more of these because people really want playstation to get the finger out and bring back old ip mm. nobody uh nobody absolutely jonesing for a bit of lemmings action no one <laughs> no one's very, saying lemmings very no much one. my generation hello zach mccracken and lemmings but lemmings was uh <laughs> was about as big as it was possible to be, really, and they've not released a game in ages. Pete, what's the budget looking like for you to drive up here and we go to Dundee, to the home of DMA Designs, and just start canvassing for a new Lemmings game? I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got to think that in most cavity... You know, you know like, um, people would, in the Victorian era, um, they would put, like, um, razors in their walls. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They'd, they'd stop raising, and then, and it's always on Reddit. It's going, I've got a razor in the fucking walls. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they used to do. They used to post razors through the wall that would hide in the cavity wall to, you know, so nobody would, it was just an easy way to dispose of razors. There's got to be, like, old floppy disks of, like, console <laughs> games at DMA. <laughs> have been like posted through the walls that's what i imagine a video game company is like because most of them are quite badly run people just gotta be squirreling stuff away surely <laughs> i think we could get 25 million from netflix to do this mm. be yeah. a... what a, what a documentary or just to, to lobby a, a company to make just no content game. just go and search people's houses and dundee <laughs> just, just let's just start a room clearance company in dundee fancy with, it yeah I'm with, for it. with the agreement that when it all goes wrong and we end up in jail then netflix get people to actually make the documentary about these two yes, ruffians because that... of all of the uh, children we killed with asbestos exactly. that we find with asbestos awesome. and, and floppy disks and razors in the walls um, <laughs> uh, we're sharp we're cancerous we're the jordan middler pete donaldson house clearance company <laughs> um, you can leave similarly glowing reviews for vgc the video game podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify please do that thank you to all who wrote in for the Ben Star competition last week, I have five left. I will be responding to the people that I still have to respond to later today. The speed with which people answered that question, uh, I didn't know the podcast was out and people were already emailing me the, the answer to that. So um, you people are freaks. God love you. Uh, <laughs> next week, very happy to announce, we will have another in-person podcast. I'm going down that London. Oh. I'm going down that bloody London, going down to Stack 
Um, hopefully there will be a can of monster there for me, but we shall see. Um, <laughs> so we will get another special guest. Um, it's not going to be Ben Starr. He's far too busy for us, but it will be um, Phil Spencer because he's, uh, he's big in the podcast game this week. So we thought we'd get him on a legitimate show. We will be back tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday, with all the reaction to the Xbox nonsense. Um, until then, you can send us questions, comments, and concerns to podcast at videogameschronicle.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Jordan Midler, at Pete Donaldson, at Aiden Bain. I didn't actually check if that's your at Aiden, is it? Is it Aiden? It's at Aiden Bain underscore, I think, actually, because ah, okay. somebody out there just had to take <sighs> the, the basic one. Well, don't follow that, Aiden. Like follow when, uh, whoever took it. Follow the guy, the original Aiden I Bain. follow the guy that uh, was smart enough to get there first, you know? My yeah. uh, my MySpace uh, page is myspace.com forward slash Pete, 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 Pete. <laughs> Six Pete's. Nice. Number five. Didn't even use it. I could have had number five. Oh, the Six <laughs> Pete's, the worst Doctor Who special in living memory. Uh, we'd Pete's. like to thank the great Grant Kirkhope <laughs> for the VGC podcast theme song. Uh, what else is going on this week in the world of Stack, Pete? Um, oh, God. Uh, we're on a break with Ghost of the Machine. Uh, that's not stuff that's happening. We've got a, a Peter Bogdanovich um, retrospective kind of like tips from his um, uh, relationships with uh, several Hollywood actors. So that's well worth a listen. That's uh, either out now or it's coming out soon. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Ramble tomorrow. We got um, Sports Horn. That's very good. Uh, have a listen to that. Uh, um, Ian Five Ankles has taken sole ownership of the show uh, because Anthony Richardson has been um, thrown out of the um, radio show because he uh, defecated on a car. Well, well <laughs> who amongst us hasn't defecated <laughs> on a car Aiden what's law. coming up on Push Square this That's week law. uh this week you have proper thrown me in there I was <laughs> I was just listening to Pete like oh this is <laughs> um, well, we're people gonna have not to know what they're doing on a weekly like schedule mm. I mean I've got I could, I could get my schedule up if you want you know just check out the YouTube channel hit the notification thing subscribe to it you'll see me turn up and people complaining about my accent <laughs> probably but you know it's all there lovely stuff okay we'll see you tomorrow folks for that special xbox episode until then say goodbye pete goodbye say goodbye aaron goodbye and we'll see you tomorrow Yo. lovely stuff vgc a video games podcast is a stack production and part of the acast creator network Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.